Did you know you're inside? Inside Ottawa. Podcasting from the Ottawa Alert Underground Studios in downtown Kansas City. And this is a podcast made for you. I'm going to have to ask you to go ahead and move your desk again. Downstairs into storage B. No. It is another uh, episode of the Inside Auto Alert podcast. Uh, my name is Joey Little. Uh, to my immediate one o'clock is Drew Black. Say hello hey, to everybody. What's shaking, bacon? He's got these. I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> know, man. I don't know. What, what is the age that, that stops? I don't think it ever will. Um, it should have stopped by now, though. I will, agree with, I will agree with that. I don't want to get into this conversation with you without a little help. So I'm going to go ahead and bring in uh, the queen here of uh, Auto Alert. Uh, the the one that we all look up to for advice, the one that we 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 come to when we need a real honest opinion about or schedule. Or, yes, the queen herself, Claire Turner. Oh, you'll definitely get an honest opinion from me. Hi, everybody. <laughs> That's the greatest music ever to come into, isn't it? It is. Is it? What song is that? It's the national anthem. Yeah, but if you listen to of the I see land where my father did we steal this song? Probably, because it's exactly the same land as land where my fathers died. Yeah, yeah. Land where the pilgrims pride. We did. We stole this song completely. But this is God Save the Queen. So God Save the Queen. Yes. They probably God. did it on purpose Queen as Claire. a as a fist in the air like we have become our own country we have separated from you we're gonna take the melody though right we're gonna take the melody and change the words yeah, yeah. <laughs> i bet i bet it was some sort of protest oh i'm sure it was a rebellion yeah rebellious act so when do you think drew should drop the uh was shaking bacon like when like he's almost 40 now yeah i don't think he should drop it because that's what makes him unique yeah. Does it make him unique or my does verbiage. it make... Because this is my argument about tattoos, right? And and follow <laughs> me. I do have tattoos. I've got tons of tattoos. Tattoos as well, right? I have six myself. You have six tattoos, but they're, none of them are really ever being shown. I've never seen a tattoo on you. Well, other than on your on arms. My, oh, my okay, head. on your on your wrist. So I used to, you know, when you used to get tattoos back in the day, it used to be this a sign of like... Um, rebellion. Uh, rebellion and yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now it's just mainstream. It's almost mainstream to be different. But yet, when you try to be different, you're being the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My girlfriend has zero tattoos, and And that that now is kind of a rebellion. Yeah. It's like the uh, the old Dr. Seuss book where it had the, the, the... whatever these animals were or whatever, they had stars on their bellies, and then the other ones didn't have stars. Have you heard this ever at all, Claire? Probably years ago. Yeah. And then the ones on their stars on their bellies... They wanted to be like the ones without the stars on their bellies, so they took the stars off, but yet the ones without the stars on their bellies then got stars on their bellies. Yeah. It's just this weird... Dr. Seuss was on some crazy... Uh, I love Dr. Seuss. drugs. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was different. So we do... It, it does, it, it's almost... To be different nowadays is almost becoming the same, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and get rid of the uh, God Save the Queen. Let's get something more. You a big Wu-Tang fan? I like them, yes. All right, let's get some Did you know that plan. Reba McIntyre is in Wu-Tang? No, she's not. Um, Mariah Carey founded Wu-Tang. Everybody's in Wu-Tang. So you got to let people in on the, the inside joke. You just yeah. can't start with something like that or somebody's going to... I like to lead with the punchline. It's like the jeopardy of comedy. <laughs> it, was a, it was a joke that uh, Drew thought that Red Man from Method Man and Red Man when they were going around doing yeah. touring and stuff... 
that Redman was in Wu Tang, and I had to correct him that he wasn't. Oh, really? Yeah. And my my reply to that was, I just thought everybody at one point or another was in Wu Tang. Well, then Helen Mirren should be in Wu Tang. Hell, yeah. She would have been a great addition. She's the most random person I could think of off yeah. the top of my head. Her and Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al would have been good, he too. He could put some accordion up in there. The weirdest name off the top of my head was Jordan Belford. I, I, I don't know. I do not know. Wolf the... of Wall Street. Oh. Also my friend on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's he in Wu-Tang. Yeah, he's my friend on LinkedIn. I have a few uh, celebrity-type people oh. on uh, LinkedIn. I have I have almost 13,000 connections Good grief. on LinkedIn. I really work on them. I mean, that's part and, of my job. And yet not one Christmas card. Yeah, I don't get Come any. On, I really LinkedIn. don't get Christmas yeah. cards. Yeah, that's a dying art, too, I think. Yeah, I wish it wasn't. I, I uh, sent out Christmas cards last year. Yeah. Yeah, just to try to keep it alive. I like to send um, sarcastic Christmas cards. Doesn't surprise me with you. I don't like boring cards at all. Would you would you describe Claire's uh, kind of uh, vibe as uh, deadpan? Yeah, dry, cunning wit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, deadpan. Have you gotten that before? Yeah. You're like the straight. You're like the straight when it like the uh, Dean and Jerry and Dean. And, uh, what was it, Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis? Yeah, you know, Penn Dean and Teller, was... Abbott Costello. I don't know if Penn and Teller, the one just doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would, yeah. So, do you get that a lot? I get that sometimes, yeah. Is your husband, is he more of an uh, extrovert or an introvert? My what? I thought you were married. I'm happily divorced. Thank oh, my, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. We were just talking about that before you got yes. in here. It was about marriage, and you said don't do it. You still feel that way? Mm. I'm, in, yes. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle about well, is it. it. Would it be your first marriage? No, it would be my second. Then don't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm what they consider a golden unicorn. Have you heard this before? Well, you've never been married? No, it's even more than that. Oh. I've never been married. I have no children. Of you know, mm-hmm. uh, I've never been arrested. And yet you have a good job. I've ne- I, have, I, have a, I have a great career. Um, I've never had to put a restraining order on anybody, nor have I ever had one put on to me. And uh, boring. I don't live no. at home. And you don't live. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah. So I was considered a golden unicorn at 44 years old. You should start a Facebook group for, for what? golden unicorns. Yeah. Yeah, but also I have the, I have the INTP uh, uh, personality where I, I don't care about. Oh. What other people are going through. That's it's, that's the thing with <laughs> Drew and I. No, honestly, we can get into this a little bit because Let's we're do. doing it here at Auto Alert, Let's and I'd like happen. to invite, you know, the twenty people that listen to these podcasts to join. By, by the way, I'm one of those. So really, there's only nineteen. Want to do a little bit of a announcement here as well? Is that uh, with the Inside Auto Alert podcast, uh, Jennifer Wolf was joining us on every uh, episode. Uh, Jennifer's role has changed, and so yeah. she, her time has been, uh, it's very, very limited. So we reached out, and we wanted to find the queen uh, and and ask her to, to co-host and to be on this podcast with us going forward. And you say what, Claire? I said yay. Yeah. <laughs> she said yay. So <laughs> we'll learn a yay. little bit more about Claire a bit. This is the third interview we've done with Claire. The other two haven't aired uh, <laughs> just because of other reasons and time and just things yeah. have changed. Uh, and then there's also a interview with Claire. No, the first one with you and Beth, we Beth couldn't Moore. air because you guys, your mouths were just potty mouths. Yeah, <laughs> just profane. Use, yeah, just like what, you would think the two, you know, two people here at work that you Real wouldn't have to worry legs. about. Yeah. we've had Nick Tricky on this show, and he he didn't drop one f bomb. He kept it together. But you and you and uh, Beth. 
Jiminy. It was like listening to a Richard Pryor, George Carlin <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. stand up together. Yeah. You covered right? the seven words. Or, uh, you can't say. So you're going to join us going forward. And I want to talk a little bit about what this podcast means, why we do it um, to those that do listen. Meanwhile, I do want to talk about uh, something that I've been obsessed with uh, for a few weeks now, which is the Myers-Briggs test. Have you ever taken a Myers-Briggs? I have. Do you know what your letters are? I think I-S-T-J. I-S-T-J. Let's look that up. So what? Oh, I, I is oh, that introvert? I, oh, yeah, I-N-T-J. S. Logician? Have you heard that before? Mm-hmm. You, okay, so yeah. So let's talk about your strengths and weaknesses. Do you mind? Sure. So yes. I've been collecting um, everybody's. I need to write yours down because I've been collecting different auto alert employees that want to give their information of what their Myers-Briggs are and putting them into a, uh, a PDF, right, with mm-hmm. all the different personalities. And then who here at work is in that group, that personality, right? So you are, uh, what would we say? INTJ, I think. INTJ. I got ISTJ. No? Is it INTJ? I think IS. Yeah. ISTJ, yeah. the logician. All mm-hmm. right. I'm very methodical. So I think there's someone, if you don't mind, I'm going to open up the, uh, the, the document. No, well, I'm going to do that here in a second. We're going to talk about your strengths and weaknesses, but I'm going to open up the doc I already have and see if there's anybody else here at work that shares that personality with you. Because I, I seriously have been collecting these like baseball cards. Um, <laughs> I signed see. mine. Drew is an ENFP, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we can get into that here in a second. Let's see. Joey thinks that means that we operate like Pinky in the Brain, but he thinks I'm Pinky. Oh. I, I don't. But I think that's a complete brain thing to do is to make Pinky think he's the brain. Oh, ISTJ. Jessica Gates uh, does our events. Mm-hmm. Uh, shares the same personality. Also, Mark Bezos. I don't know. Uh, founder of Amazon. Oh, yeah. Henry Ford. Mm-hmm. And somebody who came up earlier, Queen of England. Uh, well, there you go. So it's a logician um, personality is what it is, uh, which means you're about 13% of the population. Characteristics of integrity, practical logic, tireless dedication to duty, uh, those kind of things. Uh, you tend to, let's see here, your strengths. You're honest and direct. True. Very. Mm-hmm. Very, very honest very. and direct. Uh, strong-willed and dutiful. Yep. That's true. Duty and any version of the word duty always makes me laugh. Very responsible. That's true. That's me. Listen listen to this one. Calm and practical. Very. Very calm and practical. But do you have a... Usually. Do you have a... Yeah, what's your your break point? What's your button? Well, I don't do well with... People who ask ridiculous questions. <laughs> like your, the one I just did. <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Like an obvious question. Yeah. Like, where, where, where is this? And then... Obvious to you, you, not you, to them. Well, obviously. if you look two feet to your left, you'll see it right there. You know, obvious questions like that. Gotcha. Create, create and enforce order. That's oh, yeah. also part of your... Yeah, uh, that's me. I could see that. And jack of all trades. Yeah. Proud respiratories of knowledge... Though the emphasis is more on facts and statistics than concepts and underlying principles. Mm-hmm. All right. So your challenges, according to your Myers-Briggs, ISTJ, stubborn. Yep. Are you stubborn? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, insensitive. You're not intentionally harsh, but often you hurt more sensitive types, feelings with your words. Probably. I, I would say yes. <laughs> 
Just because you are direct. That's right? hard, yes. That's hard. There's, there's certain persons, like Drew's personality is the second to the highest of, of uh, taking me. criticism. Oh. So my best friend Noodles is the highest personality. You say anything to him and he takes it as criticism and he shuts down and you don't ever see him for a while. Noodles? Yeah, he goes by Noodles. Why? Having lunch with him, dinner with him Sunday. Why is his name Noodles? Mm -hmm. uh, it was based off an old uh, Andrew Dice Clay stand-up oh. uh, special that we saw on HBO way back in like 1998. There was, the, there was a guy standing, so Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, I know him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, yeah. little? And he still does that. So he was doing an routine, intro to yeah. his, his uh, stand-up routine. Ever told you this story? I don't think so. So he's doing an intro to a stand-up routine, and, and Noodles and I, at the time, Bill, uh, were watching it. And uh, there's a guy behind him with like cross eyes, but he's wearing like a flat cap and a vest, and he's leaning up against like an old junkyard uh, car. Mm -hmm. And Andrew Dice Clay's like, "Here you go. This is my first special on uh, HBO. You hear?" And the guy behind him goes, "I hear ya." Right? That, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And yeah. then he goes, "So if you got kids, you might want to put them to bed. You hear?" And the guy goes, "I hear ya." And then it goes on, he says, I hear you a couple times. And then finally, uh, Andrew Dice Clay says, so sit back and watch. We're going to have a lot of fun. You follow? And the guy goes, huh? He goes, you follow? He goes, huh? He goes, like, noodles. Like, do you hear? And he goes, ah, yeah, I hear you. Right? Yeah. So we ended up doing that same kind of um, shtick on uh, our answering machine to all the millennials out there. <laughs> we had an answer machine, and I was like, you called, blah, 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 blah. You hear? Then Bill would do the other part. Yeah. My boss at the time was a, was a Sicilian guy from um, South Philadelphia. And he called the house while we were gone, and he must have recalled it 50 times because he thought it was the funniest thing he'd ever heard in his entire life. When we, when I finally saw my boss, I was with Bill, and the first thing that came out of his mouth was noodles, right? Because I said, right, hey, noodles, yeah. do you hear? So that's the long version of the story of why his name is Noodles. That's good. Yeah. It's a great story. Yeah. I think nicknames are uh, like uh, one of the best forms of friendship affection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I give nicknames to everybody, at least in the past. I haven't done it here, but yeah. usually it's because I can't remember their name. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm... But I call you Drewberry. I call you. Uh, I call you other things. Yeah. Some things that have to do with Drew. Uh, buddy. Buddy's the biggest. But I think one. Buddy's everybody. Everybody's Buddy to Joey though. When you can't remember the name. Yeah. Hey, Buddy. <laughs> buddy. Yeah. I don't know, I'm an odd guy. So let's get back to you. Uh, it says insensitive. Uh, <laughs> you may take emotions into consideration, but really only so far to determine the most effective way to say that needs to be said. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, always by the book? Typically, Typically yes. by the book. Uh, judgmental? Oh, yes. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? We're reading your mail. I think that's a strength. This says, opinions are opinions and facts are facts, and logicians are uh, unlikely to respect people who disagree with those facts. Facts don't care about your feelings. That's right. Oh, that's man. Right. How do you feel about that statement? I that's think it's correct. We don't care. That's how it's I live fact. my life. No. Yeah. He does not live his life. Uh, that way. Yeah, it depends. Oh, well, I was going to say noodles is the highest uh, sensitivity. Yours is the second highest sensitivity yeah. to criticism. Which so I don't know that I actually agree with because I feel like, but it has been a lifelong journey to take criticism well and to look at it constructively and not uh, deconstructive. Yeah, but also being very creative like you are. Mm -hmm. I know that the creative type like I am as well, yeah. it tend to be a lot more sensitive to our work. Mm -hmm. And even when it's at work, when you're doing a job for a company, you're getting mm -hmm. paid for your time to do that job. Mm -hmm. uh, you become very sensitive as well to that to that work. Nick Tricky is a different type of person yeah. where Nick says it's a job so he doesn't get attached to what he's doing so when he's told uh, by mike delay or somebody like that's not no that's not the way it's supposed right. to be he just erases and starts all over again nick tricky is a different type of person <laughs> i think you nailed it 
Do you know Nick? I do. Yeah? But taking criticism is 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 hard on it's hard for everybody on a different level. Yeah, yeah. I'm ultra sensitive. Because well. when I was younger, probably up until my mid twenties, I was a few years ago. It's a couple years ago. Yeah, I I was very sensitive and would take things to heart, and it would take me days sometimes to get over what someone yeah. had said to me. My good friend at the time. She told me a, a few home truths about myself, and it cut me to my core Ooh. for like six months. And then after I got over the hurt, I realized she was right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, a few years after that, I toughened up really well, and now I'm just like, eh. It's also the people, too. It's also who's giving you the criticism, because there's <laughs> some people in my life that, a lot of people in my life that will criticize something that I do creatively, mm -hmm. and... Mm -hmm. I could care less, mm -hmm. right? But there's certain people, and I don't know why, there's certain people in, in a circle that if they do criticize, it I just hits me to the bone. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, there's certain, so, you know, I'm, I'm in a rock and roll band, and I'm the primary songwriter. So basically, I walk into the room with three critics who it doesn't matter what I write, how good I think it is, how long I've worked on it, they're always going to want to change something. Mm -hmm. And that, I'm the same way with you and your videos. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things where... So one side of my brain goes, you know what? This is the first time you've heard this. I've been working on it for weeks, right? So why do you even want to change it? Let's learn it the way it is, and then we'll make changes. Right. That's one side of the brain. The other side of the brain says, Kendrick Lamar, sit down, be humble. Like, you may, there may be a better way. So I try to side with the sit down, be humble, uh, you know, Ken Kendrick Lamar. And, it's, and, yeah, it worked, and, and it worked, too. But man, yeah. Well, I see, do, last night when you you, you sent me uh, the video for the next uh, uh, movies you need to know with yeah. Jamie and Jenna Lee, mm -hmm. and I watched it. It was good content. The only thing is, is that there's not there's not enough light on them, and mm -hmm. so I've been like, I rack my brain and like, mm -hmm. how can I address Drew mm -hmm. to let him know that he did a good job in this video, but the technical side of it, yeah, needs, I tried a little, to... needs some help with, right? But yeah. I don't. It, it, we we call it the the microphone uh, situation. At least I call it that. Uh, when when shooting a video and, and interviewing on camera, we we a lot of times use these lavaliers that have these long cords mm -hmm. that go into a box and then you put the box in your pocket and then it's a it's a whatever you call it wireless mm -hmm. to the camera. Yeah, try and, to hide it. Yeah, and so so many times I don't want that cord to be shown. Mm -hmm. Put that cord underneath the shirt, wrap it around the back or something like that. And I remember Drew put together a video for Memorial Day, mm -hmm. and the first thing I saw was Liam with that cord just going right across his chest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so instead of saying anything else about the video, didn't even let the video get over, I just addressed Drew and said, dude, what's up with the cord, right? Like I've told you 800 times. And it turned into a, a moment that was very uncomfortable for both of us. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I couldn't understand why he wasn't listening for this feedback of something that I'd said him before. He's going, wait a minute, dude, the video is awesome. Right. Watch the video. Yeah. Give me the honey before you give me the vinegar. Well, yeah. And then it's like, uh, yeah, I, I, you know what I mean? Definitely. And so we both it's were still wrong. A we sore both spot. were right. It's still Is a it sore really? spot. Well, yeah. See, <laughs> I'm, I'm not over my six months of uh, of letting it, you know. But see, it's a work ruminate. thing. It's a work thing too. Yeah, yeah. And when I was talking about earlier with Nick Tricky, yeah. Tricky just let it go and just yeah. shoot it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
but a lot of us we we can't separate those things. Yeah. I think that this discussion we're having right now, Claire, if you can it's give good. me your feedback, I like it. Is I think that any manager here at Auto Alert needs to, whether Myers Briggs is the horoscope of personality tests, you know, mm-hmm. or if you believe in it or whatever it is, I think that every manager here needs to know the basic personalities of the people on their team. Right. I and agree. The, I completely agree. The mm-hmm. discussion that we're having with Drew, me being Drew's uh, supervisor, mm-hmm. I got to know how Drew's going to take criticism. I mm-hmm. also need to know how Drew needs to be communicated to. Absolutely. Right? And if I can, this is my biggest, this is my biggest complaint about uh, the service industry and not the businesses mm-hmm. is if you have an employee that is screwed up, Right. Let's say you're at you're you're at a a restaurant and your your service is horrible. Mm-hmm. I believe ninety percent of the time it's management's fault. You, they weren't trained correctly. Right. There wouldn't they were they ten percent is that the, maybe the person just doesn't care. Right. right. But I believe ninety percent has to do with training. It has to do with how that person is is mm-hmm. managed. And so I believe the same thing it is in big business. That's true. And you also need to know um, <clears throat> the person's personality type because if they're a type a and you're a people person you don't want to spend half an hour telling them you know you did this and you need to work on this if they're type a you just need to get in there give them the facts tell them how it is in like 10 sentences or less and, Kendall Billman's and get that out of there. he wants bullet points yeah he just wants bullet points he doesn't want an all long email or a bear curry just bullet points right. yeah. i'm so the same way you're right so every manager needs to know their direct reports personality and where they fall on the Myers-Briggs spectrum. Yeah, I would say that getting a a kind of an understanding because every single person that's taken this at work voluntarily Mm -hmm. has said that they they about 90% agree with what Mm -hmm. they get back, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And I can tell you this, uh, let me find it here real quick. The workplace habits of the INTP, which is my personality. Mm-hmm. This is really funny because Meg Stapleton, our VP GM, and Mike Delay, our CEO, when we were getting this basement done and everything was getting done down here, Mike came into my office up on the eighth floor and said, hey, listen, for room and stuff, we're going to build a big studio downstairs, but do you mind having your office in the basement? Nobody else is going to be down there, right? right? This is before Drew. We even talked about you coming down there. Right. And I remember saying to him, absolutely, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But, and then Meg would come to me and go, eh, we want to make sure this is okay. Like, we don't want to stick you in the basement. Because anybody think, most people that work yeah. here think if you are in the basement all by yourself, which is, I mean, it's just Drew and I, yeah. it's going to be miserable, right? But if you look at my personality, the INTP. It's well, perfect Well, you. Drew knows, yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh, logicians uh, for work. Uh, they aren't so much a group of people. They, uh, they don't socialize. Right. Uh, they they want to work by themselves. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. I work by myself, and I'll go to meetings and all that. But I'm not. I'll work in a team. I have no problem working in a team, but I prefer to work by myself. So down here is perfect. Yeah. Right. Plus, you're editing stuff and shooting stuff. You don't need hustle and bustle walking by. Oh, there's the hustle and bustle the down time. here. There is hustle and bustle. Oh, well, and there's training. Uh, yeah, we get hustle and bustle. Yeah. Oh. People still like to come down and check it out because it's a really cool spot. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it is nice to be able to close a door, and I actually do enjoy working down here as well. Even though I'm a social butterfly, it's like I enjoy working alone too this because is... I can focus, and then also I kind of get to choose when 
to go up and talk to people. Yeah, this is lucky for Drew because my personality says uh, logicians, that's what I am, uh, don't care for managing other people. <laughs> it's likely the most rewarding position as it provides the opportunity to direct uh, concepts. It just says that, uh, yeah, I'm not over your shoulder kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that every manager here at Auto Alert should get an idea of, and I'll tell anybody that's listening to this, if you want to go to, I think it's 16personalities.com. Uh, I have to look it up. To find out how many personalities you yeah. are. It is, uh, yeah, 16personalities.com, 16personalities.com. If you want to take the, the quick test, it only takes about five or ten minutes, and then send me what your four-letter um, uh, personality is, I'll add you to the list and yeah. into the doc. So That's cool. Uh, I know that Corey, so Corey Nackey and Jennifer Wolf have the exact same personality, according to Myers-Briggs, which is the absolute opposite personality of mine it's every letter is exactly opposite mm. so you can find out your yins and your yangs too i found that out with jennifer wolf because jennifer wolf and i were kind of when we'd have meetings there was a there was a bit of a, a butting heads there right um nothing serious but just mm -hmm. this this but when i read about her personality i realized a few things and Corey the same way i've never worked directly with Corey, but i realized that jennifer her personality, according to the test, is somebody who is, this is the way we've been doing it. It's not broke, so why fix it? We're gonna continue to do it that way. My personality is, I don't care how we did it last time, let's try something different to see if we can improve it, mm -hmm. right, let's test it. Those, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. You have to know that about the other person, and so knowing that about Jennifer, completely changed the person changed our, our relationship yeah yeah um i think it's important to have the yin and the yang i i think it i think that's why you guys can be such a strong team because you're opposites so if you can just find the middle ground i think mm. that that's probably what's well, that's gonna make it comes, the strongest team. it comes down to that that statement that i really enjoy which is facts don't care about your feelings mm -hmm. that's exactly how i live my life i don't mm -hmm. you know i don't you and i have had some debates on this drew mm -hmm. where the difference being is that you can meet somebody for the first time and immediately get a feeling in your stomach that this is a good person and you know mm -hmm. you've known them forever right uh, do you get that i do i don't see i i have yeah. to know all right where's this person coming from who are mm -hmm. they you know i'm not you're not going to get a pass with me just because there's a feeling well you can also get bad vibes from people too mm -hmm. so i always say you should listen to your gut instinct and follow it see i don't I, I don't get that so my so my argument has been with the facts don't care about your feelings <clears throat> is that facts are dependent on perspective and perspective can be dependent on feelings so whereas there will be one fact one truth that uh it's difficult to know that fact unless it's like science and numbers. Well, I you got, know, I, got, I read something about this to to help your argument. Oh, I love this. Good, because <laughs> this is what I do. So, because because facts are 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 dependent on perspective, mm -hmm. and so so I, I don't I don't think it's a true statement that facts don't care about your feelings. So this I still feel that way, but I will tell you this. When you look into to systems, how things work, you mm -hmm. know, systems and everything is a system and there's systems within systems. Have you heard this whole analogy before? No. Everything's a system. Like this podcast is a system. Yeah. There's different things that have to work together to make it happen. The mics have the, the board has to be turned on, the mics have to be plugged in right. Those are all part of a system, right? Mm -hmm. And and part of that is here we go. 
Um, this is this is may help you out. Mm-hmm. Um, everything we think we know about the world is a model. Which is mm-hmm. everything that we know, our perception is a model. Yeah, it's not reality. It's yeah. a oh, model, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, every word, every language is a model. All maps, statistics, books, databases, equations, computer programs are all models. So are the ways that I picture the world in my head. They're mental models. None of these is or ever will be the real world. Yeah. Right? Okay. And so also, uh, so 10 people witness a car wreck, right? So there is only one way that wreck actually happened. That would be the fact. Mm-hmm. However, because of perspectives, those 10 people view the car wreck in 10 different ways. Mm-hmm. So when they retell how the wreck happened, they will not say the exact same thing right. or there will be 10 different perspectives circling around the fact. The same thing. So yeah. our argument went way out of the, the perspective of what I was trying to mm-hmm. bring the, to, the, to the plate in the first time with facts don't care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. Because mine, since I am a marketer mm-hmm. and an advertiser, mm-hmm. which are two different things, um, that's where I get into um, headbutting with other marketers. Mm-hmm. Marketers that are more like you, that are feeling marketer, marketers, unlike me. Now, you come from the dev floor, right? Right. Everything is about analytics. Everything is about data. Everything, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If, if, if you were to say, you know, um, we got five email addresses in this spreadsheet, the fact is you have five email addresses in that spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Right. If you did an algorithm to pull out the email addresses that had the letter A in them, and it pulled two of them out, the fact is there was only two email addresses in that list that had the letter A. Those right. are facts, right? Yes. Yep. So when it comes to marketing, I'm the same way. I Facts don't care about your feelings, meaning I don't like to just try, right? I gotta have mm-hmm. something behind it. I gotta have some kind of facts behind, behind it. Car dealers, you know, facts about car dealers that is going to get their attention in a message right mm-hmm. and 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 not just feeling if somebody came to me and said you know our market for car dealers is that they are 40 year old guys that never graduated from college uh that have a high income low you know um i would say okay where'd you get that from well it's a feeling that's like what i've met everybody out that's a feeling that i get that's our, our target demo but then, like feelings can but be based demos on, not that. on past experiences. Still a model. So maybe it's just models and not feelings. The models that we create in our head are, are based off of past experiences and the way that we see it today. And then the models would create feelings and perspective. I'm trying to wrap my head around that statement, so I don't know that I can speak on it immediately. Let me ask you, like, what is, what is, what type of music do you play? Rock and roll. It's rock and roll. Yeah. You have a feeling that it's rock and roll. Yeah, but somebody else could say it's. They have a feeling it's more uh, rockabilly, or yeah. A, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. So are they wrong? No, because there's different flavors of the same genre. So that's just where I get into. Is yeah, you, you both have different perspectives, and isn't that crazy? Our personalities are just completely opposite. And his personality is the same personality as my my lady. Oh. Yeah, but it's different. She's different than than Drew. Yeah. It just seems, but they it's the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have lots of interesting discussions with her about specific things then? She, no, Uh, I think it drives her crazy because I, I, I love to debate things. Mm -hmm. But the reason I love debating things is that I am searching for somebody to, to prove me wrong, right? In a good way. I I love other perspectives. I love the, I love, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Here's an, an, an example. 
I hate canned tuna. It's a, it's a fact. Ooh, it's I so hate good. canned tuna. It's a fact, right? But Drew may have a feeling that he has a tuna casserole that he can make that may change my mind right. on tuna on on canned tuna. Mm-hmm. I and also with the the uh, what's his name from Bizarre Foods, uh, Andrew Zimmerman. Andrew Zimmerman. He has he has a quote of how I live my life, and I love it. You always try you always try something twice. Always in life. Always try it twice. And so I would agree to try, even though if I'd argue him in the face, I hate canned tuna, I hate canned tuna, I hate mm-hmm. canned tuna, he would say, well, no, 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 no. I use coriander, which actually takes away some of the fishy you know, taste, mm-hmm. and I do the lemon, it does this, it doesn't even actually taste like tuna, but it has that whole thing. And I would say, dude, it's still canned tuna, it's still canned At the end of the day, I would tr- if he made that, I would try it. Right. And he may absolutely change my mind. Mm-hmm. But may, I don't, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then it would be a fact that I then can eat canned tuna. Right. He would just have it so... Um, that's how I live my life. Okay. It's in politics. It's so hard for me because I'm persuaded based on who I'm talking to. Because if they put it in perspective of how it affects their life, mm-hmm. then 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 I, I lean more that way again. But then, if you change your, it's because of who you're talking to that you'll accept their word, right? But that's based on a feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's an interesting but statement. Also, but there's it's also... A, it's almost a very circular conversation because... But there's also facts that they say that... So I'll give you an example, and I'm, I'm not here to talk politics or anything. Mm-hmm. I listened to the Andrew Yang, uh, who's running on the Democratic ticket. Uh, he's a tech guy. You know who Andrew Yang is? Mm-mm. Uh, saw, one yeah, of the guys running on the Democratic side, right? Uh, he's a... He's an Asian American, or his, his parents are immigrants from Thailand. They became doctors, professors. Uh, he then uh, grew up economics in college, and then he went to law school, and then became a lawyer, and then he was this, and then he became a tech, a tech guy, building uh, businesses out of technology. So he's facing this whole. He's running on the platform that AI is going to replace a lot of jobs in America, and that we need to jump on it right now, especially like the trucking industry, mm-hmm. semi trucks. That there's going to be 27,000 displaced truck drivers because of Tesla making these self-driving trucks. Right. That 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 job's going to go obsolete. Right. Right. And you think in your head, that's true. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the truck stops will go away, and the motels near the truck stops will go away, and those jobs will be gone. And he wants to head it off before it happens. Right. Mm-hmm. He wants to start getting into that. So listening to that, that's a fact. But it's also a feeling. Mm-hmm. It may not go away. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm thinking, but that's that. But it will. It's, it's the same. It's the fourth industrial revolution. It's a prediction which is based on both fact and feeling. There you go. <laughs> the so plot you see thickens. what I'm saying? So that adjusts me, and then yeah. I'm going, yeah, that makes so much sense, yeah. right? And then I start thinking about my own job if it can be replaced by AI. And then, like yesterday, uh, the guy that started uh, Alibaba in uh, China—I forget his name—and um, Elon Musk had basically kind of a debate on stage at some kind of thing that was going on in Japan or wherever it was. And it blew my mind again. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> just keeps flipping. And then, I'll, so I'll listen to like somebody on the left talk about policy. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. That's true. And then I'll listen to somebody on the right and I'll be like, now that makes sense. Right. So. You're I, just basically confused about everything you listen to. Well, I think it just makes me in the middle, I guess. But yeah. at the same well, time, it still adjusts me. Like, how do you, how do you, and I think and I don't want to get away from this. I think this is imperative that our managers at AutoAlert look at, because this is how I think, right? And this is a weird way to think. Um, 
for a manager to handle, right? My boss is Don Favaro. And then I, I get pretty much left alone because I do my job. I'm self-sufficient, right? Right. And what I do, a lot of people don't know how it works. but And how him, difficult it is to edit videos and everything. Well, I don't just do that. I run all the digital marketing for AutoAlert. Well, yeah, and how difficult that is. Yeah, and, and Drew does. think you just consuming. sit down here and just you know, Who are these press people? a couple because of that's, buttons and that's it. <laughs> I, would, I would invite anybody to sit in my chair and do my job for a day. Right, because people, people say that your job is easy, but I know, I know it's not. They see it's fun. This well, Drew's job is fun, but mm -hmm. he's been he gets pressed with uh, deadlines and having to get stuff, and if things mm -hmm. don't go right, yeah. you know, it's it's a troubling thing. But to understand your team members and working together, because what you can find out is if you are, let's say you're an impl implementation director like Corey Naki, mm -hmm. you can find out through this personality test, if somebody scores like an I, that's more of an introvert. They're challenges with calling dealers and talking to dealers on the phone is going to be a higher challenge <coughs> excuse me than somebody with an e as mm -hmm. an extrovert mm -hmm. it's just that's how it is the same with support you can also look into the fact if uh if somebody in sales isn't making all their phone calls that they're supposed to be making to follow up in the you know the sales funnel if you look at their personality and see, this is an introvert. This is somebody mm -hmm. who is, it is killing them to make so, yeah, the calls. It's a, it's a taller mountain to climb to pick up that phone. Yeah. But yeah. you have others that have no problem at all, right? Mm -hmm. Doing it. No yep. problem at all. Right. The same with dev, right? So I would, I would assume that a lot of people that are in dev have that introvert personality, right? Some, yes. Yeah. Uh, more than any other team here at Ottawa. Probably. There's probably more introverts on the dev team and the data team than there is on any other team here. Yeah. I can tell you right now, marketing is full of extroverts. There's only like two or three of us that are introverts. Four, there's four out of 12 or 14. So, but how many of them match my personality where they like to just be left alone, right? You know those dev people, the ones that just, just leave them alone, they'll get their stuff done. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That would also kind of address where your seating charts are for like your floor and on the cubes and stuff, mm -hmm. is that you don't really want to put a guy like me who's an introvert near a guy who's like Drew and another guy like yeah. Drew that are talking and, and having a good time. Yeah, or, this you know. is the old like uh, grade school when teachers plan the who sits at what desk. Yes. You can't put the best friends by each other. Mm -hmm. Chatty Cathy's have to be on opposite sides of the room. You see what I'm saying? So what happens is your production goes up because you have most of your introverts, the ones that want to work by themselves, the ones that don't want to be bothered, mm -hmm. the ones that want to just put their headphones on, listen to music, listen to podcasts, and code and do whatever they got to do. You're, I believe you're going to get a higher productivity out of those people if they are in the position they, they need to be in. But most of Away the, from Drew. Most, <laughs> But if the chatty Cathy's are all sitting by each other, they'll end up talking and not working. Right. So that would be like lower productivity. So I would think you would want kind of a salt and pepper mix. Well, most of the, if you've got, I don't. If you've got introverts. Of course, because you want to be around people. I, <laughs> I don't. People. You don't care what kind of people are around. <laughs> yeah. But on the, on the dev team, um, the introverts we do have, they have their headphones on most of the time anyway. So mm. that's fine. And extroverts have the headphones on too. It just depends what you're working on. And I know, but I, it, it, part of mine is, is visual stimulation as well. Um, even on ADD meds, people walking by my office gets my attention mm -hmm. and it takes me away from what I'm doing. Even if it's for a couple seconds or whatever it is, mm -hmm. it distracts me. So I would rather just be in a, like I am right here. I, I would love to have that window blacked out. I know. I, was I would love it. I couldn't, I couldn't work in this office. There's no natural sunlight. You can't see outside. I don't yeah. need to. Which is 
good for how you like to work, but I like to... But I go outside at least once uh, every hour or two. Oh, okay. That's that's my one thing I, I wish would change about the works, but, but it's, a stu- it's a studio, so you don't want natural light. But uh, yeah, I like looking out the window. I like seeing what the... Like the other day when it was raining... I want to just know that it's raining. I want to look out that window, and I want to see that rain. If you came to my my place down in the river market, all my blinds are shut. One, because I don't want my neighbors looking in. I don't want them seeing something they don't need to be seeing. Yeah. And two, <laughs> it's just, uh, I just do. I just shut off from the world. Which and me, having... I'm, I, my windows are always open. I'm the naked neighbor. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't care. But can I stress it again? This is something I think that managers need to look into. I think that this is, and if managers, you know, want to 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 get some feedback and remember this has got to be 100 percent volunteer this is something we can't just put yeah. on people and we they also talked about having new hires take this test mm-hmm. um which i don't think is a bad idea after you're hired but you can't take it before no right, right. but right. after you know during new hire training i think it'd be wonderful to have everybody kind of take the test to see because i think you can cut off some things before they become big challenges and you can also look at things as a, as a highlighted version mm-hmm. because there are some there are some personalities out there this is this is the the, the age-old question when it comes to to professional is what's more important to you title you know uh direct reports money right and i think there was one other and just by asking those questions you could kind of find out you know that some people just don't want direct reports right right i told drew since he started working with me and I'm a horrible manager, which is because it's hard for me to manage somebody because it's so difficult just to manage myself. But if you, what was the, the, the big question that you could ask during a, an interview? Now check this out. And I know your answer. Drew. All right. All right. I don't know your answer, Claire. Right. Well, here's the question. You have to work in a mortuary for a year. You have one of two jobs that you can pick to work for that year. One, you can be down in the basement with the bodies, or two, you can be upstairs with the families. Which one do you choose? Upstairs with the families. So you have more emotion, you have more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Empathy. Empathy, Empathy right? Mm-hmm. You, you lean more on that end, which Drew is definitely upstairs with the kids. Uh, no, families. I'm with the bodies. Are so you serious? I, I, w- I would have thought Claire would say with the, bodies. with the bodies because that's like... How is your personality doesn't even say that you should be downstairs? It says you should be upstairs. Well, well, I know, and that's the thing. Like, I'm a introvert, extrovert. I'm an extroverted introvert, whichever way you want to spin it. I need my time to recharge. I love to rage and have a good time and talk, talk talk party but then i need i need to go home i need to shut a door i need to do nothing like you, you know like so so i'm a i'm a i'm a mix of both i think you should take the test again <laughs> because so, your personality says that it says about drew is that he's the type of person that wants to make sure that everybody's having a good time definitely you're the person that if you go to a party if you go to a meeting or something mm-hmm. he wants to make sure that everybody is comfortable that everybody is not bored or not having mm-hmm. a, that, that's like your that's yeah. your superpower and jennifer wolf yeah her superpower was bringing people together mm-hmm. yeah. so she would bring them together that. she's the she's the lady that knows Somebody yeah. knows every, you know, oh, yeah. you need to get t shirts printed. She knows somebody. You need uh, a, a connection at the library. She knows somebody. That's Jennifer's personality. She's wonderful. Drew's the type of person, if she brings them all together, that he keeps them together. Yeah. But Drew, and then have... I'm the type of person that kicks them all out by seven yeah. o'clock. It's time <laughs> get for... on my lawn. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Um, well, you'd rather be downstairs with the dead bodies, but you're an introverted 
extrovert, so Yeah, I'm confused about he, this too. Okay. You'd be so down you'd be down there alone with the, the yeah, dead bodies. So that, this is the way I, I view working in the basement too. Then it becomes a choice. If I need social contact, then I can go up. No, no, no. You get one or the other. I you have to it, pick one to li- work for the entire but if, year. But eventually, you get to go home, right? Yeah. Okay. Eight hours so a day. yeah, I, I, it would be it would be the bodies. Okay. Because also other people's emotions drain me. So it's a great question to ask during a hiring process. Mm-hmm. When you, if you're in a, in a, uh, I've just read that online. I think it's a it's a great question to ask to learn a little bit more about the candidate that's applying for the job. Now you have to check with Gabe and Beth. If I think you can actually ask that question. If you had to be, where would you be in the basement with the bodies or upstairs with the families? And you can find a more so the person that's going to be upstairs. Analogy, yeah. Well, the person that's going to be upstairs is going to be really good for customer service. They're mm-hmm. going to be really good for you know just mm-hmm. calming down dealers or uh, ex- explaining to them like an implementation process. They are very much dealer facing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ones that are going to be in the basement, you're going to maybe have some challenges. Mm-hmm. See, I couldn't I couldn't deal with working with dead bodies. My dad, bless him, used to make us watch this show called Your Life in Their Hands, and it was about surgeries, and you would see pretty much everything yeah. and I was like eight or nine hiding behind the couch when this was <laughs> on <laughs> my girlfriend is, if she sees blood she passes out oh that's extreme yeah yeah huh. so if it's, she cuts yeah. her finger then it's she gets she at least gets woozy and oh. will like do you know like yeah woozy and wobbly that's that's tough to deal with yeah so if I if ever I smell need like- time alone I do. I just prick my face. If I, if I ever smell a can of tuna, I pass out. I, well, that's actually my, uh, like, it's the garlic for a vampire. It's, yeah, it's I, I carry around a can of lunch. tuna for Joey. <laughs> I always like, I don't want Joey in this office right now. I'm eating tuna. So the thing to get out of today's podcast is understanding your employees, understanding that all your employees have a different personality. Also understand that to manage, you, you a lot of people, managers, manage the way that they think they need to manage. Mm-hmm. They manage the way that they probably they need to be managed. Mm-hmm. And that's not the way to do it in today's world. Right. Today's world is that you have to manage every single different person that's on that team different. And you shouldn't hire people who have the same the same style as you. You should have a group of different Oh, absolutely. That's why I do like the marketing team because it does mix up a little bit. There were a lot of ENFPs on there. Uh, the uh, the campaigners. There's a lot of ENFPs. Which makes what I found very interesting was that uh, there were only a few personality types on the marketing team, and then so it makes perfect sense that we were all on the marketing team because it kind of that's those are our strengths. And then then here's me and Jessica completely off the board from everybody else. Yeah. So we're going to wrap up the, this podcast. We're going to continue this going every week. And we want to uh, thank Claire Turner for joining the team. Uh, she's hopefully going to keep us uh, uh, keep us on schedule too yes. for future episodes and getting some unique uh, uh, employees here. Uh, we should send out the personality test to the uh, person we're going to have on the show Yeah. ahead of time. What do you think of that? That's a good idea. And then so we get an idea and then we can bring that up too. Because I do think that this is something important that we don't pay attention enough to, especially when it comes to management training, is to understand the personalities of your team and how they need to be communicated. Things have changed. I had to learn how to communicate with Drew. Um, and uh, things have gotten better. Uh, not that things were horrible. No. Just communication was yeah. just off. And I take full full accountability, and I think every manager here has to take accountability 
for how they're uh, managing and communicating. So, Claire, have a good day. Go back up to the fourth floor. Drew and I are going to stay down here in the basement. Uh, with the dead bodies. With the dead bodies. So, <laughs> yeah, that's what we get to do down here. You can go up there and help out the families and stuff and be, yeah, I'll do that. be nice and things. <laughs> Tell Tom we said hello. And if you can get Tom on the podcast, that, that would be the greatest thing ever. That would be like a million brownie points for me. Yeah, we need to figure out what his personality is. I don't think he'd like to be on the podcast. Yeah, but okay. You don't think so? That's just... <laughs> That should just be the end. <laughs> I don't think he'd like to be on the podcast. That's it. No. Yeah. No? He, 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 he doesn't like speaking publicly. He's not speaking publicly. It's three of us in well, here. Well, I know. I know. I can try. I can I can try. Tell me when we need him on. I will. And just at least try to figure out what his personality is, Myers-Briggs. Oh. I'd have to just have him take the test. He won't do that either. Probably not, but <laughs> I can try. <laughs> I can try. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Inside Out Alert podcast. Remember, all views and opinions by anyone on the podcast are represented to themselves and do not necessarily reflect the ideas or opinions of Auto Alert. If you'd like to be a guest on the Inside Auto Alert podcast, reach out to Joey Little on Vando, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.